This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. Last week, as the temperatures hit 25 degrees, you could have been forgiven for thinking that September is the new July. Well, this week there is more evidence that this could be the case. It's because the Henley Festival is back. It's normally held the week after the regatta, but because of Covid it's been rescheduled. In fact, many of the acts appearing at this exclusive boutique black tie affair were due to appear in 2020, when the whole event had to be cancelled. I've been speaking to Joe Bowsall, the festival's new chief executive. Joe, thank you so much for joining me on the RG10 podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Ben. It's so lovely to be here. Um, first of all, then, for those people who don't know, could you give me a really brief history of the festival, essentially how it got started? Well, 39 years ago, um, a very enterprising group of um, people that used to go to the Henley Royal Regatta realised that all this infrastructure was being put up just for five days. And um, wouldn't it be lovely if they could, uh, for charity, um, do an event using the same kit that was up um, following the regatta straight away. And so it sort of started out as a very small charitable event with very small music acts, just probably one um, and uh, a small amount of dining. And then, of course, over those years, it's grown and grown and grown to the festival we know and love today. And what has it been like organising the festival this year it's your first um as chief exec isn't it yeah and talk about a baptism of fire I mean I've actually been with the festival for nearly 10 years now and I mean you know ask anybody in an events it's it's a year like no other I mean we've got the combination of Covid and of course Brexit and the the implications that that has on us in terms of um staff and labour and also kit is all in the wrong place and um, lots of events are happening at the same time as ours as well. So that's been a challenge. And um, there's a global shortage of champagne, which is absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, so Sorry, that's it's not, not funny. I don't know why I find it, that. It, I know it's it's not great, but it's it's been incredibly challenging, especially with lack of staff. I mean, lack of staff in every bit of uh, every area of the festival, not just catering. It's it's putting tents up, it's driving lorries, it's that sort of thing. It's it's really, it's been incredibly difficult. However, the show will go on um, <laughs> and we've managed to, you know, against the odds, it's, it's, it's a lot of thinking on our feet, a lot of um, challenges, unexpected, because you just can't plan for this stuff mm. in, 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 a, in the world of a pandemic. Um, but, you know, brilliant team around me. Um, you, yeah, I'm just thinking, could you get, any more Henley than we're suffering because of the global shortage of champagne. I don't is, think just... you could. No, <laughs> it's absolutely... absolutely not. But you know, everybody needs a party this year, don't they? And um, we need champagne at Henley to have a party. Absolutely. And of course, we are a charity, of course, and so as with every other charitable organisation and every arts organisation, we've been, you know, we're pretty much on our knees after last mm. year with no income. It's been incredibly difficult, um, but we've got huge support here so hopefully uh, we'll be able to pull through yeah were there any like particular particularly dark moments when not just necessarily this year's uh, festival looked unlikely to happen but maybe the any of the team were thinking you know 
this could be it. This could be the end of the festival. I must admit, there were a few dark moments for me. Um, obviously, we had, there was a sort of a point where for four months I was just here on my own because the people on the payroll were obviously on furlough and the contractors obviously weren't working and we weren't sure in, if we were about, would be able to run the festival this year. So sort of um, the end of last year in January time when we were in the kind of 50th lockdown, I can't remember. It was really difficult then because we just didn't know and nobody knew what the situation would be. Um, and had we not been able to put another festival on this year, I think things would have been incredibly difficult to uh, enable us to carry on. And of course, we had to postpone from our normal time in July because Regatta moved their dates. Um, and then we had a fundraising event planned for July, a big one, um, a little thing called Summer Flame. And for fortunately, Boris delayed the unlocking plan so we had to cancel that as well so it, it's all been really challenging but you know here we are we open next week uh fingers crossed you know we'll keep on selling tickets and we'll be okay for the 40th anniversary next year which is very exciting yes you mentioned there that uh, you open next week this uh, will actually this uh, this episode will actually be going out on the day you open on, on the Wednesday. But this is about 10 days uh, before that that we're recording. Yes. And the building of the site, if you like, has just begun with this far out. How are you feeling? What needs to be done? Is this the most nerve wracking point? Well, it is as well, because, of course, the other challenge this year is that we're, we're building the site completely from scratch ourselves. And we've never, ever done that before, because normally we move on to the regatta infrastructure. But of course, they were five weeks ago, so they couldn't leave everything up. So it's incredibly nerve wracking because nobody's quite sure how it's going to look at the end of the day, because the structures are different um, and how it's all going to work. You know, it's been planned to the nth degree but until it actually goes up. Um, you know, we're all a bit like, OK, um, I mean, every, everything that everybody knows and loves is going to be there. But there's lots of things that will look different in a different place, et cetera, et cetera. So it's quite, you know, day one of the build. It's quite um, it's exciting, but it is it is nerve wracking as well. What kind of uh, preparations do you have to make because of COVID? What things do you have to do differently? We we've got a lot of extra administration to do. So all the contractors that come on site, they have to fill in a health declaration form. They also have to do a negative test and they have to be tested every 72 hours. In terms of our guests coming actually to the festival, um, they again have to show proof of double vaccination or a negative lateral flow test, much the same as other events. It's, it's actually more difficult for the contractors and for the staff because we're having to keep repeating that process because of course lots of them are here for two weeks um so they're having to test every 72 hours um but of course it's all to keep everybody as safe as possible so um you know it's not a bad thing to do uh now looking at uh, the acts that are appearing in this year's festival is there anyone in particular that you're looking forward to seeing well they have been before but they are absolutely brilliant live madness. They are fantastic. They do what they say on the tin and it's our opening night. And I think that everybody's going to go absolutely crazy because everybody's desperate for a party. And who wouldn't want madness at the first party you go to after lockdown? So I'm really looking forward to them. But I mean, every night something different. Um, but I think that they're, they're going to kick off and it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, you say every night's uh, completely different. How important is it that you that you get that kind of mix of acts? Well, it's really important because 
we do, I mean, believe it or not, we do actually have quite a mix of audience. Um, you know, there's a sort of stereotypical that people think is our audience, but it isn't. We have quite a wide age, age range. So it's quite important to um, cater for that sort of audience. So obviously Thursday, we've got James Blunt, which is, you know, completely different from Madness, but fa fabulous singer as well. And then Friday, we're doing what we did a couple of years ago, where we have an act, which on this uh, next Friday is Sophie Ellis-Bexter, followed by a DJ set. And it's uh, Sarah Cox doing her Back to the Back to the 80s, which will be fantastic. So that's really good. So, of course, that kind of caters for the younger and the young at heart as well. And then Saturday, we've got uh, Disco Classical with Kathy Sledge. I mean, what's not to like about that? That'd be just fantastic. Um, and that's been really popular, actually. I think that show is amazing. And Sunday, we've gone a bit, we've gone a bit curveball. Um, so we've got a show that's specially created for Henley. And it's called Don't Stop Me Now. And it's uh, the English National Orchestra. It's a rock band and West End singers doing the greatest hits of Queen, the Bee Gees and ABBA. So we just felt that we wanted a real party night to end off with. Um, and we've also got a big thing that we're doing for key workers on that night. So we're just really looking forward to that because we think that the atmosphere is going to be fantastic for that one. And of course, Henley is famous for being a black tie event. Is, yes. Has there ever been any temptation to change that any pressure to change that at all no absolutely not because that's that is our dna that you know if you talk about henley festival as a brand that's the thing that everybody thinks about and actually everybody this year is desperate to get dressed up nobody's been dressed up for ages um and also it's part of the theater you know we're, we're a very beautiful event in a beautiful setting but there's lots of quirky things happening lots of street theater you know lots of ladies with lampshades on their head and that sort of thing walking around and of course the audience all dressed up a part of that theater and that's what makes it um as special and unique as it is so no i mean there there's certainly no no plans to change the dress code finally then uh, i'm going to give you a nice free hit there get you know give me a, a couple of sentences on why people should uh, be coming to the, the henley festival particularly this year go for it joe well i think we've all been locked down for a long time and i think we all need and deserve a party of course we are a charity we're a not-for-profit organization we're doing a lot of work supporting emerging talent and we've got a big program we're going to launch next year so it'd be brilliant if you could come along and support us this year so we can make sure that we, we can not only get through, but we can thrive as well to, to really start um, helping those people next year. And also, come on, dig, dig, your, dig your jewels out of the safe, dust off the fur. It's really time to get glammed up and come out and have a bit of fun. That was Joe Balsall, Henley Festival's Chief Executive. And if you want to know more about the lineup and get tickets, go to henley-festival.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and goodbye.